Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4constructionpros.com and covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. My name is Becky Schultz, editor of Equipment Today, and in this episode, Jason Hurtis, global market professional at Caterpillar, discusses the role today's equipment and related technologies can play in helping to address construction's labor and skills gaps in the face of growing shortages, as well as how it can be used as a tool to draw new talent into the industry. Let's dig in with Jason now. Thank you, Jason, for joining me. Before we dive into today's topic, can you share with us what your role is with Caterpillar? My official title at Caterpillar is Global Market Professional for Quarry Aggregates, Fuel, and Wheel Loaders. That's my official title. My day-to-day activities involve working with customers around the world to improve their efficiencies using our products, services, solutions, and technologies. Great. As we've all been hearing, there are a lot of industries that are struggling to find new hires, but it seems like the construction industry has really struggled, been especially hard hit by this. And there's been a significant number of contractors who've reported difficulty even um, bidding on jobs or getting jobs completed in a timely manner over the past year or so because of labor and skills shortages. Uh, Given that there is an expectation that we're going to see continued growth in the construction industry, especially as it relates to the infrastructure bill and and the activities surrounding that, what role do you see today's equipment playing in helping construction companies to be able to do more with their workforce using um, the equipment in, in this competitive type of environment? I think in the past, equipment was an asset, and that's how people looked at it. It's just an asset that I have to have on my books or a necessary evil of being in the business. And today, the equipment is as important to them as a job foreman or a crew supervisor or a laborer. The efficiencies of the machines are dramatically up in the last couple of years from what they were before. And what I mean by efficiencies is you can do more with that machine for less cost than what you could do two, three years ago. So that helps with some of the labor shortage because you're able to drive the costs that you would normally have for maintenance or fuel back into your labor side to either attract people, retain people, add more people. Um, The versatility of the machines are dramatically different today than they were a couple of years ago. You'll find more couplers on excavators. So you can use different size buckets. You'll find couplers on wheel loaders. So you can use different buckets, work tools, different attachments. So you can have one laborer, if you will, that's painted yellow on the job site, but it can do multiple jobs where in the past you would have to have, you know, a machine for this job, a machine for that job. But now you can multitask with the same tools, all with the hope or the benefit of get one machine, let it do multiple things for you and allow you to focus on other pieces of your business. Okay, and I'd like to kind of focus in on that, looking at how can increased job site mechanization help to free up the worker resources and allow them to look beyond some of the activities they've normally performed, uh, maybe even allow laborers to grow into more key positions um, beyond their current roles. How how can mechanization um, take people to the next level? 
Well, I think the easiest mechanization to look at in the industry um, that people can resonate and relate to is technology, both onboard and offboard. Um, offboard first, systems such as VisionLink allow one person to manage four or five different sets of machines, four, five, 10, 15 crews, all from their cell phone where in the past you would have to have a foreman or a site supervisor maybe on every crew or on every job. Now you can have one person looking over multiple things just because you have that information and that technology in your back pocket, on your iPad, on the dash of your truck, wherever it may be. Uh, the second portion of that is onboard technologies. Um, Caterpillar and most manufacturers have spent a lot of time and development on getting the right onboard technology such as grade control. Grade control on an excavator, for example, when you're digging a trench, allows you to get that trench to grade faster, more accurately, which reduces your rework, reduces the material that you may need for bedding, reduces the number of people that you need on that job site, including grade checkers. I'm, I'm not going to say you, you don't need a grade checker on a, on a job site with grade technology. I'm not saying that. But instead of having four or five grade checkers, maybe we're using grade technology, you only need one. And you can take those three, four other people that you are on your uh, payroll and start developing them into more of a, a manager role or a regional role or putting those people into other areas where you have gaps in your businesses. Just because the technology is making the job site and making the machines that much more efficient and that much more accurate. Right. So you're basically able to get more productivity using the same workforce than you might have otherwise had to hire more people to perform. Right. And generally what that leads to is, okay, I have trouble getting people into my workforce. So if I have this technology, what does that mean for me? Well, that could open up additional avenues for recruitment and retention, whether it's a younger employee, but understands technology, not afraid of the technology. I look at my daughters and their first answer for any question I ask them is look at their cell phone because it's on their phone somewhere. In the younger generation, that opens them up because they understand the technology. They see the benefit of the technology, allows our customers to replace the aging operator with a younger operator, but be equally as efficient and proficient as the more seasoned or experienced operator. And I would like to touch on that a little bit further because uh, it seems like today's equipment is enabling the newer operators to come up to speed more quickly, um, but it's also offering benefits to the skilled operators. Can you talk about that a little bit more? You're right. We have done it from both facets. Bring the new ones in, get them up to speed faster. The experienced ones, the ones that are really good at it, just make them a little bit better. Make their day a little bit easier when they're in there for 10 hours. And that's what we call an ease of use feature set. So we automate a lot of the redundant processes in a machine. Um, every time you raise the boom on a wheel loader, you can set boom height kick out so the machine will do it for you. So the operator doesn't have to think, okay, I got to go to this height to go over this truck. The machine will do it for you. Uh, return to carry, which lowers the boom to a preset height. Return to dig, which automates the bucket positioning. Again, helps newer operators get up to speed faster, takes a little bit of the stress and thought process off of experienced operators. Then we've taken that a little bit deeper recently and put on systems called auto set tires, 
So when you're digging with a wheel loader, your most inefficient piece of a dig is right as the bucket starts to penetrate the pile. The, the wheels want to have a tendency to spin if you do not raise the boom and set the tires properly. By using auto set tires, which is a feature, it does it for you. So when we've tested it with experienced operators, inexperienced operators, they don't even know what's happening, but it makes that dig cycle more efficient. And then you also have all the other systems like auto dig, which will copy how you dig in a machine and it will do that all day long. So you can record yourself and that machine's gonna dig the same at six o'clock in the morning as it is at 4.30 at night and never get tired, never skip a beat. Again, all with the, the motive of making new people more efficient, making experienced people just a little bit more efficient and a little bit less stressed in their job. Well, and we can all use a little less stress in our jobs, <laughs> can't we? I think everybody can. They don't get in the way. They don't take away the operator's job or the role. It's just an enhancement to their job and their role. And I think that that is a concern that some people have had that, you know, this equipment could replace operators. What we're looking at is a pretty significant crisis in filling those seats. And if you can get more out of the same people um, with this equipment, that, that can really offer some payback. I agree. And I think most people in the industry would agree. If you can get more out of your people in a less stressful way, I mean, they're going to want to stay with your company. They're going to be happy with their company. They're going to want to come to work every day. Uh, and that, I think that's the name of the game. And that's how, you, that's how we start to win some of the labor shortages that were in front of us right now. Great. So looking at this from a larger perspective, how is a company like Caterpillar working together with the contractors to help them to, to develop these equipment-related strategies and, and move in the, the direction that they need to head in order to be able to address the, the labor and skills gaps that they're encountering and be able to be competitive and win the bids and get the jobs done in a timely manner going forward? Well, we use what we call customer advisory groups, um, which we have customers um, from all different facets. They could be large customers, medium customers, small sand and gravel, stone, heavy construction, underground utilities that basically sit on our advisory boards. And we just point blank ask them, what do you need? What's your biggest pain point? How can we help you solve that pain point? Um, labor has come up repeatedly in the last couple of years. Uh, and I think that's what we're talking about today. So we've said, okay, we hear you. We've put in this ease of use feature. Now you evaluate it. Is it going to make sense in your business? Is it actually going to help bridge the gap like we talked about previously? Um, so they stay with us every step of the way from conception to test and validation all the way through the, the end marketing of it to make sure that we did not misinterpret. We are delivering what they've asked us to deliver in the timely fashion that we can deliver it. So it's really just keeping those lines of communication open with the, the customers and helping to make sure that you're meeting their pain points. Absolutely. And then our field force, their number one goal or metric is voice a customer. Every time they're out with a customer, be listening, be asking questions and bring that information back into the company so that we can start developing products, services, solutions, or technologies to bridge those gaps for our customers. Great. So Jason, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us about how the equipment can play a role in addressing a very critical concern for the construction industry? 
Well, I'd like to touch a little bit on operators being afraid that autonomy is going to replace them. I hear that a lot. You've gone through the iterations of manufacturing where you see robots replacing welders, for example. And operators, they're proud of what they do. They are artists. They are craftsmen. Um, They take a lot of pride in their work. And I think they have that same fear. So one of the things that we've implemented as a baby step in autonomy is called command. And that allows the person to be off of the machine, but still be operating the machine. The benefits of that are not only safety. So if you're working in a hazardous environment or a dirty environment, you're away from the machine. The benefits that we see are people. So you can recruit people in a metro area that will sit in an air-conditioned office and could be running a machine in the middle of the Mojave Desert. And they can be extremely efficient, be extremely happy. It's a clean, it's an air-conditioned environment. You can rotate operators quickly. The other thing that we've learned is some people have difficulty climbing up and down machines, whether it's a physically handicapped or an injury. But using the command station, that opens up a whole nother market that we are unable to to attract from a talent perspective. So you can't climb up a machine, but you can sit in a chair. If you can sit in a chair, you can sit in the command station and be a productive member of society and a productive member of the crew and, and be efficient on the job site from a command station. So I, I don't want to leave people with autonomy and automation and ease of use features are going to eliminate the operator. I think it's going to enhance the operators that we have. I think it's going to attract new operators that we've never been able to attract before. And I think it's going to draw more talent to the industry and to the construction equipment operation um, jobs than we've ever had in the past. Right. And the CAT command system also allows you to be able to operate more than one machine potentially with the same system. Is that correct? Correct. So coming back to my initial statement on versatility and efficiency, you can have one station running an excavator, a track type tractor and a wheel loader, all from the same station, all with the same operator or multiple track type tractors or multiple excavators all on the same job site by one person sitting a thousand miles away in a comfortable air-conditioned office. (laughs) Right. That doesn't sound like such a bad deal to me. So it sounds like there are a lot of opportunities um, with when it comes to the equipment and the technologies that are out there. And I really appreciate you taking the time to tell us about those and to share some of your insights, Jason. Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to, to share at this point? Well, I appreciate the opportunity. And again, don't shy away from the construction equipment operation business. It's a good career. It's a good livelihood. And it's going to be here now and into the long-term future. I agree. Thanks again, Jason. Thank you. Well, that's it for this edition of Digging Deeper. Thank you to Caterpillar's Jason Hurtis for taking the time to talk with us. Tune in every week for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast by 4constructionpros.com. You keep listening, we'll keep digging. Until next time.